He was the highest-ranking soldier of the group. Beckham grabbed him under the arm and jammed his forty-five into the man's back. On your feet, Sergeant. Tough guy with a gun, Gallagher said. Once they find out what you did to Colonel Wood, you're all gonna wish you were dead. They're gonna send an army after you fucking traitors. The door to Building 5 creaked open. Dr. Kate Lovato and Dr. Pat Ellis stepped out onto the landing. Kate gave Beckham a critical look and slowly shook her head. The simple act washed away whatever bloodlust was still swirling inside of Beckham. He took in a breath and holstered his forty-five. Then he pulled his knife and cut the ties binding the sergeant's wrists. What the? Gallagher said. No gun, Beckham said. He sheathed the blade and added, No knife, just me and you. Gallagher's cocky smile revealed a mouth full of crooked teeth. He massaged his wrists in turn, then balled his hands into fists. In two swift motions, he planted a boot and threw a punch that sailed past Beckham's right eye. Beckham hardly had the chance to move out of the way. Gallagher grunted, regained his balance, and swung again. He was fast, but Beckham was more agile. He grabbed the sergeant's arm, twisted it, and shoved him. Gallagher crashed to the grass. Take him, boss, Riley shouted. Son of a bitch, Gallagher yelled. He spat, wiped his lips with a sleeve, and pushed himself to his feet. As soon as he was standing, he launched another fist. This time Beckham pivoted to the right, but Gallagher's fist still whizzed by his chin. By habit, Beckham stepped back, planted his left boot, stepped forward with his right, and used all the forward momentum to throw a punch that connected with the side of the sergeant's left cheek. A bone-shattering crunch sounded over the shouts of the Marines and Rangers. Blood exploded from Gallagher's mouth, a crooked tooth flying out in the mist. He spun and crashed face first to the ground. Gallagher crawled a few feet before collapsing to his stomach. There was a moment of complete silence, broken only by the chirp of a bird in the distance. Anyone else still loyal to Colonel Wood? Beckham asked. Not a single one of the medical corps soldiers said a word. Good, because I'm going to make this really simple. You're either with us or you're against us. This is the apocalypse. Things don't work the way they used to, but we all still have a choice. And I'm offering you all a very simple one. Either join us or my friend Bighorn will give you a ride to New York and you can fight the variants on your own. After a pause to let the prisoners digest his words, he said, Any questions? President Nate Mitchell started his 21st day as President of the United States with a cold cup of coffee. He brought the styrofoam cup to his lips and eyed the muddy liquid. It was a far cry from the steaming Starbucks venti chocolate mocha that used to be waiting on his desk in his private Senate office every morning. Mitchell imagined sitting in the Oval Office, discussing the current jobs report or the war on terror with his staff. That's what presidents did. But this... He looked around the dimly lit conference room in the bowels of Cheyenne Mountain and took a sip of his coffee. It tasted like shit. Vice President Josh Black sat across the table, decked out in his perfectly pressed army uniform. He studied the pile of reports while scratching his halo of gray hair. Every few minutes he would lick his right finger, peel back another page, then go back to scratching. It was annoying as hell and Mitchell wondered if it was part of the reason Black didn't have a fourth star on his chest. 
Then again, looks didn't seem to matter in the military like they had in Washington. Nobody cared what you looked like at the end of the world. Men and women were judged on their ability to survive. That's how things should have always been, Mitchell thought, but it took the apocalypse for the playing field to even out. That's why Mitchell had appointed Black as his vice president. He was one of the highest-ranking soldiers left, and with martial law in effect, he had also been the perfect liaison to General Kenner. With Kenner dead, Mitchell wasn't sure what was going to happen. You got the backup Central Command recommendations for me yet? he asked. The vice president closed a folder and placed it back into the pile. I don't like any of the available options, sir. The variants have found ways into almost every single one of our facilities. Raven Rock Mountain Complex, Langley AFB, Ofud AFB, the PEOC. Black winced, clearly realizing his mistake. Mitchell's wife.